Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez. Alongside me is Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Well, there's no midweek game this week. Yeah, right? Which means it's a nice, leisurely pace. Don't worry. The Wednesdays are coming. The Wednesdays are coming. Oh, man. I mean, we still get some USL action tomorrow and also a pretty important game as well. So, I mean, you know. We're still we're still gonna be watching some some soccer, some football. Uh, it's gonna be a great show for you guys today. Lots to talk about. Uh, of course, we're gonna talk a little bit about what happened last Saturday. Hopefully, we're not gonna be as somber <laughs> as we were on Saturday um, in regards to that Colorado Springs game. Definitely touch on that. Some team updates uh, from this week. See if we have anything new to report as far as the team injuries, all that good stuff. Uh, we're gonna take a look uh, around the USL. There are some midweek games, and also, and of course, we do have to talk about the U.S. Open Cup final that's taking place tomorrow as well between Sacramento Republic and Orlando City. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. So, Owen, let's go ahead and get started. So, yeah, Rising fell away from home on Saturday. You were there to experience it. Uh, it you know, the the after the show, I was kind of sitting down. I was like, you know what? I felt like I was really, like, somber that day, like, more than usual. And the reason I felt like that is because, and I, I think everybody in the chat can agree, um, and hopefully you can as well, is that it felt like a lost opportunity. And also, it felt like it was kind of like a... After that RGV game, it was like, okay, if they can walk out with a point here, they can, you know, build this momentum that we were kind of waiting for them to build and hopefully sneak into the plus. But after that, especially the performance on the field, it just felt like all that just kind of went away. And that's how, why, that's the reason I felt the way I did. Do you kind of agree or kind of relate a little bit to what I'm saying? You know what? Let's play a game. We'll play a game of hangman. Okay. Four letter word. Guess a letter for the description of that performance. Give me a letter. Come on, Ramon. Uh, S. Yeah, that's the first letter. Can you give me another letter? Uh, is it? Uh, let's go with the H. Yeah, that's the second letter. Now we'll <laughs> let the remainder. Chat, feel free to guess additional letters if you want. I'm sure you can get it from there. But yeah, it was not a good performance at all. They just couldn't get a foothold in that game because quite frankly, they couldn't string the passes together. Even when they got into the final third, there was no real creativity. It felt like, look, they couldn't find JJ Williams, but at times he also didn't help them out, Mm -hmm. Um, especially later in the game look i understand it's tough it was the third game in a week and you're playing it at altitude it's tough but it it just it didn't feel like there was necessarily enough fight in there and i understand and we we discussed this quite at length on on saturday night about Mm -hmm. why that might be and kind of the impact of previous things that have happened this season on why that can be but it just It didn't fill you with confidence. But I will say this. Despite that, Colorado Springs, they're a reasonably top team. One goal. There there was so much in that game that you just felt like, right, you know, as easy as it was to just say rising or out of it, they looked atrocious, and they did. They Mm -hmm. did. They they were never out of that game. It only ever would have taken one moment to pick up a point out of there. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I'm looking at the the XG here for the game. And, you know, at the end of the, the game, obviously, Colorado dominated. 2.54 was the XG for Colorado. 0.10 was for Rising. That's terrible, right? So it tells you. Oh, it's atrocious. That, yeah. Exactly. That they didn't, they had two shots on target, if I remember correctly, or or overall in the game. So that tells you 
how far away Rising was from the game. But Colorado didn't do themselves any favors by waiting to score until midway through the second half when Rising were down a man. So, yeah, you can say, hey, Rising didn't do enough to to be in the game. But, yeah, if they would have held on, maybe defensively, maybe Darnell King doesn't get that red card, they could have walked away with one of those ugly 0-0 draws and, and at least taken a point. But it's just... We, I think we all expected a little bit more, and I think that's where the disappointment came. But that's what was my going to be my opening, uh, my second question to you, Owen, was what was the reason for the lost tired legs? Was it tactics? Was it just the players maybe kind of just shrugging and saying, oh, well, here we go again? It's What was the main culprit of, of that loss on, on Saturday? I think there's a lot of factors to it. I do think, regardless of what people say, confidence is an issue. And it's an mm-hmm. issue. We know exactly why it's an issue. And it has to do with the previous regime. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um, beyond that, though, yeah, it's it's not an easy place to go and play at the end of a long week. Yeah. Okay, these boys have played three games in the space of eight days, and the last of which is at altitude. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough, especially for some of those players who were out there for ninety, ninety, and ninety. That is tough. Yeah. Yeah, you and, get from, what, 1,000 feet and then you 6,000, 7,000, whatever it is over there in Colorado. So, yeah, it's rough. You know, I can only imagine. So, it's... Yeah. Uh, I feel yeah. as though it did take the wind out of the sails a bit, especially Darnell being sent off. I might wind out the sails. I suppose they weren't very good before that, but it prevented any real opportunity to sit down at half time and say, okay, how are we going to regroup? How are we going to adjust in yeah. order to counter what we have seen? Um, to, to this point here, his poor decision making well on a yellow, yes, entirely. Um, Darnell shouldn't have made the challenge that he did that got mm-hmm. himself sent off. Uh, a player of his experience should know a lot better than to yeah. get himself involved in something like that. It, it's it's just asking for a second yellow card. But it, I feel like that did change things up a lot because the halftime tweaking wasn't able to take place because instead they had to react to the kind of hole that had been dug for themselves there. There was no ability to kind of make the changes they wanted to make, at least. They could only yeah, make and the when changes you're man, You're playing a Colorado team that was clicking. You know, you had Enriquez there. You have uh, uh, the, the other guys there just playing really well. Like, they were playing at the beginning of the season. This wasn't the Colorado Springs rising fell uh, faced a month ago. This was not that no. team. So when you go into halftime, 0-0, a man down – how much can you actually do? You know, you're away from home, your third game in, in eight days. It's it's rough. It's rough. And and when Rising's not clicking offensively like they were that day, it makes it even tougher. So, you know, it could have been worse. That's what I said on Twitter after the loss because the 1-0, you kind of sigh and kind of, I think at that point, just shrug and move on to the next game because the Oakland game. Shrug, shrug, shrug and move on to the next game. Because it's like, okay, you lost. It is what it is. That's how it's been the entire season. And now you just focus on the next game. There's nothing you can do. I feel like shrugs are controversial this season. You got to be careful with those. Oh, my God. Shrug like as in The last person I saw shrugging ended up getting, uh, didn't make it to the end of the season. So Is that that what you're saying? Uh, no, but you know what I mean. But it's it was rough. It was rough to watch. So hopefully this the the performance does not repeat itself the rest of the season. But moving on, you know, I, I was looking at the the websites today. You know, one of my favorite ones to take a, take a look at is five thirty eight. They're giving rising nineteen percent uh, a nineteen percent chance of making the playoffs. Now, I feel that's a little bit too low. And I, you were we were talking about this uh, before the show started, Owen. So 
I don't think Rising is completely out of it yet. Yeah, mathematically, they're still in it. You know, the, based on what's going on in the field, maybe they're not in it. But what are your opinions? What do you think of that 19% chance 538 gets Rising? We need to talk about some of the games that Rising has coming up and some of the games that the opposition teams have coming up. And we need to think about where we are expecting that playoff line to be. I feel like the prediction from a lot of us earlier in this season was it's got to be somewhere around 45 points, probably. Maybe mm-hmm. 46, maybe 47. It's going to be somewhere in that kind of area. Mostly because these teams are cannibalizing themselves right now. And they yeah. also have a lot of games still yet to come against each other. So mm-hmm. there are opportunities here. If Phoenix Rising can win this weekend against Oakland and can win its last three games of the season, that's Red Bulls 2 at home, Atlanta 2 at home, and then the one which some people may say, mm, I don't know if they're going to win it, RGV away. The reason I'm going to say they do have a chance there is that RGV have got a rough week that week. They're playing Louisville the Saturday before. They've got to travel to Memphis on the Wednesday in midweek, and then they're back to RGV to play against Phoenix. That's tough because Rising have got effectively the whole week from the Saturday to just mm-hmm. prepare for that game. I feel as though that put well that puts them on, what is it, 40... I've got it here, 44 points. Mm-hmm. That's getting close then to yeah. the line. And that's presuming at this point that they pick up nothing so far against either San Diego, Monterey Bay, and Sacramento away, which are all tough, all tough games. Mm-hmm. But you only need to pick up a result in one of those games. I think the comment here, uh, five wins will do it, is probably correct. I think five wins could do it genuinely now you just look at what that means for certain other teams knocked out here oakland if oakland lose this weekend right and then they Mm -hmm. lose to colorado springs away and they lose to pittsburgh riverhands away their maximum points is going to drop to 42 i believe yeah 42 so four wins and rising over above them Mm -hmm. guaranteed Monterey Bay, if you win against Monterey Bay and they drop points to, I've got some listed here, say they lose to Miami away, they lose to Tampa at home. If you beat them as Phoenix Rising and you've won the other four games, the best Mm -hmm. Monterey Bay can do is finish level on points for you. And that means they'll finish below you because you've got the tiebreaker over Monterey Bay in the next game. Yeah. In fact, as long as they don't lose, as long as they don't lose by... Mm -hmm. Uh, what is it? It's, uh, multiple goals. It's multiple goals, isn't it? Because the first game was 4-2. Yeah. As long as you don't lose by multiple goals, Rising will have the tiebreaker over Monterey Bay. Yeah, so, and that's an advantage that Rising does not have over mm-hmm. most teams in that area because, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of the teams that are fighting for those last spots with Rising, Rising have lost to them, unfortunately. So Monterey, that's going to be a key game as well. And you look at some of the games that other people have got where I'm expecting them to possibly drop points in here. Uh, Vegas have got San Diego. They've got New Mexico. They've got Miami. They have to mm-hmm. travel away to Hartford, which is tougher than it sounds. They have to travel away to LA Galaxy 2. And they've got Monterey Bay at home as well. You look at t- games that LA Galaxy 2 have got. They've got Orange County away, and I could see them losing that game because I think that's going to be a pretty nasty one, as we saw mm-hmm. from some of the stuff that came out over the weekend i was reporting on with the the various discussions between the city of irvine and, and la galaxy that could have seen orange county uh booted out of their stadium 
They've also got El Paso. They've got Sacramento. They've got to travel away to New Mexico. You know, there, there are a fair number of games in here where these other teams are going to drop points realistically. Mm. You can't expect that these other teams around rising are going to go perfect. There's a reason. All of these teams, mm. you know, we, we look at them and say, well, right, rising are, are awful. Why do you think these teams are in the same kind of position? Do you think they're any good? Yeah. This no, is the and that's nature of it's the nature of a playoff system that rewards you for finishing not even in the top half, but in the top seven out of thirteen. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have uh, Oakland Roots right now, which is they're ahead of Rising. They've only won seven times this season, <laughs> so it's they've lost. They, they've, so. they've they're what one point ahead of Rising, and they've played yep, a game more. Mm-hmm. You beat them this weekend. You leapfrog them. Yeah, and you've exactly. got a game in hand. Yeah, and I think that's the key advantage. And I was going to touch on that, Owen. That Rising have a a game in hand, and that you know that's just going to give them the advantage because now they can kind of see. Okay, El Paso's played what thirty games at this point, or twenty eight. You know, now they can kind of see, hey, if we get a victory here, we get a point here, they're able to kind of plan out a little better what the the rest of their season uh, will look like. But, yeah, if they can get those five victories, come away with some points on the road, which uh, Scott on the chat, he put it that Rising have not, you know, he, he hit on that point that Rising have not been great this season on the road. But if they're able to string, again, you know, a point or two here on the road, especially against Sacramento, uh it's you know teams like that that's gonna be the determining factor but it all starts this weekend they need to get those three points this weekend and that's gonna set the tone for the rest of the uh you know see how their their season's gonna end up lose this weekend i genuinely think that it's probably over but again it's worth noting for all the people that are detracting here and look i was feeling pretty negative about rising's chances on the weekend coming off of of that result in colorado springs when you sit back you look at the issue here is that mm-hmm. phoenix rising aren't still in this because their performances have shown them to be good enough phoenix mm-hmm. rising is still in this because nobody else's performances have shown themselves to be good enough to pull away that's mm-hmm. why we're in this situation, watching this team, sitting outside the playoffs, not looking convincing, but still in with a shout. It's not because Rising have been good. It's because nobody else in that bottom half has been yeah. particularly convincing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right on that. And I think uh, TJ says, here is uh, correct, actually, as mm-hmm. well. Win at home, draw on the road. Look, I still think that RGV game, you've really got to push for a win on the road, given they'll that. be tired. Yeah. But mm-hmm. look, if, if you can... Look, even even if you end up on 46 points, right? You win the three home games, you win RGV, you draw two of the three other away games. So mm-hmm. that's Sac, San Diego, and Monterey Bay. You draw two out of three. I think yeah. that puts you in a... You may not make it. You may just fall out. But you've given yourself a very good chance of making it in there. Yeah, no, and I agree. So, you know, if Rising are able to get the three points this weekend against Oakland... That sense the the you know the tone for next weekend, which again we pointed out several times. San Diego, there's going to be so many stuff going on on that day. Uh, the Bad Bunny concert, uh, the Wave are going to be opening the stadium over there. So it's it's a perfect storm for Rising to go go into San Diego and walk away with three points. Now, if you get those six points, man, you're in a way better position moving forward after that. And in uh, the following week after San Diego, it's Monterey, a team that you've beaten in the past. Yeah, they're not the same team as the first game of the season. Absolutely but again, it's, it's it's a game that they can definitely win. And then after that, it's Sacramento, you know, which we'll, we'll find out tomorrow what happens with them as far as 
uh, the U.S. Open Cup. And we've talked about it, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but we mentioned it off camera, Owen, that it may affect them whether they win or they lose what happens after the U.S. Open Cup final. So definitely, you know, rising in a, in a decent position. I'm, I don't want to say good because they still have to get those points. Uh, and, and we've seen how, you know, kind of Jekyll and Hyde they can be when it comes to, to showing up on Saturdays and Wednesdays. I feel as though, yeah, it's it's again that point. We don't want to say they're in a good position because, quite frankly, they, they've still got to get it done. The point is, is that it's still more in their hands than some people would believe. Mm-hmm. And that's simply because the teams around them haven't been getting it done either. And in terms of just the games that they have coming up, that Rising have coming up, that are winnable games or should mm-hmm. be winnable games, uh, yeah, you just gotta, just gotta hope that they they're gonna give themselves the best chance and actually try and put the best foot forward on this weekend, get a result on this weekend, and then start thinking about from there what do they need to get done. For sure, for sure. Uh, Owen, um, any updates regarding the team? I know there there's been some injuries that were picked up. Any any updates on that you've been you've been able to get? Uh, not too much as of yet. Uh, the press conference for this week has actually been put back a little bit. So we'll have some more information for you tomorrow. Uh, but as a whole, look, it's going to be tough just in general because the number of absences they've got, Ryan Flood is not going to be available. He's going to be out for a while uh, with yeah. an injury there to his ankle, um, I believe. And, and there are other issues as well. Of course, Darnell King will be suspended. He's mentioned in the chat here who replaces King on Saturday. I think we'll try and go into that maybe on uh, on Thursday's show. Talk a little bit more about that on yeah. Thursday, about what we're expecting to see. Um, look, beyond, beyond that, I mean, the coaching staff, of course, there will be changes. We know that one can't coach on the weekend. We also <laughs> know that one of his assistants there is uh, also not available after a red card in the last match. That's so, not good. Hey, maybe uh, yeah. what's the name? Stoneman's gonna get to actually coach. You know, that'd be, that'd be pretty. Good. We will see how Danny Stone does. Channing Chasen, yeah. there's a good question from BJ. Um, I feel as though he's been struggling with injury for a lot of this season, hasn't he? And I, I just mm. wonder if his fitness is fully there. Um, this is something that I can try and ask more for you about tomorrow. But um, for now, I think the way the way we understand at the moment, it's. He's just, I think, struggled with fitness a little bit at times. He's not necessarily been, when he has played, he hasn't necessarily performed at the level that mm-hmm. possibly could have. The reason we're saying there's a chance there, Scott, is because Oakland aren't exactly world beaters either. Don't get me wrong, they've pulled off some good results. They've also mm-hmm. pulled off some poor results. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's, again, the reason, and I feel like this is why people will be quick to poo poo us on this at times. And some people are in the chat, but I still stand by the fact that what we're looking at here, isn't a Phoenix rising. That's going to wow everybody by making it into the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. a Phoenix rising that may up against other teams that are also performing poorly perform marginally better. There and you go. That's all you have to do. It's all you have to do to get into seven. You, you have, have to get the wins. You marginally you better to, than the team. Yeah, you don't have to win 6-0. You don't have to do 5-1, whatever it is. No, you need to just get the victory. At this point, the, you, mm-hmm. go, go for it. Sorry, there's a question here about Santi Mo. Just to make the point here, he is on a multiple-year contract, so he's not out of contract at the end of the season. Everyone keeps yep. saying about, and I know there's a lot of discussion now about who would you bring back next year, who would do uh, this, that, the other. 
great, but you don't just get to decide we want this guy out, this guy out, this guy out. You're going to have to pay him up uh, at least the 50% if it's involuntary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just things that are worth considering here because guys like Santi Moura are under contract. Um, there are others who are also under contract because they signed multi-year deals going into this season. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have more information for you guys on Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious about that Channing uh, Chaston issue. Be- not an issue, but just his lack of playing time. You know, he was brought in, but I think there are other players that have more experience. And I think at this point in the season, it's going to be very hard to put him in, especially where Rising are. But, you know, if if your back line is a little decimated by injuries and suspensions, you might have to give him a chance. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll get an answer for you guys on Thursday. Uh, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG's Brands. Uh, we have free stuff for you. We always like to give out free stuff here at PHNX Sports. And if you haven't yet, make sure to uh, enter the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. And if you uh, are the winner of the sweepstakes, you will receive three bags of OG's, including OG's, uh, including fra- flavors like Orange Creamsicle and Tropical Flavors, an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And then you can look like Derek right there. Um, see how happy Derek is. And you guys can sign up for the sweepstakes at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes uh, to sign up. And also, if you want to check out OGs online, you can get, you guys can do it on ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Um, yeah, let's uh, yeah, shout, shout out to our last winner, who I don't know what his name is, but he came into the studio today to pick up his OGs. You saw him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. So, See, it's not a scam, guys. It's real. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to a few bags home with him. You know, you know how he is, too. Um, all right, Owen, let's talk about what happened around the USL this weekend. Some interesting results. Uh, any of them that uh, kind of piqued your interest last week or this last weekend, Labor Day weekend? I- I'll, I'll talk specifically to the game last night. It was an interesting game um, between... LA Galaxy 2 and Hartford Athletic. Interesting game predominantly because Hartford, in, uh, about two-thirds of the way through the first half, ended up getting a penalty. as a player sent off for denial of a goal-scoring, obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And so Galaxy 2 were down to 10 men for the remainder of that game. And yet it didn't play like that. Mm. It didn't play like you had an LA team that were down to 10 men. They attacked with numbers. That did, of course, leave them exposed at the back and allowed for Hartford to try and play some long balls, try and play a little bit more direct. But Hartford's sloppiness also didn't help them in that game. Um, they they really created opportunities. In the end, Galaxy did equalize until Hartford could find two very good finishes uh, <laughs> late, in the, late in the second half, around the 89th minute, I believe, and the uh, 90 plus yeah. three, roughly. Um mm-hmm. Ends 3-1, so good news for Rising in terms of LA Galaxy 2 dropping points. Yeah, I think that that was the main one that stuck out to me. Um, I I feel Monterey Bay's win over San Diego was a bit of a statement that they could still be in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you get a chance to to watch any of that at all, Ramon? Uh, Just got a little bit of the highlights. Uh, Yeah, that was an interesting result. Again, we we talked about this a little bit earlier. The Monterey team that Rising faced on on the first week of – you know, play this season. It's not the same team. They, they, they've done some changes over there and they can hang with people like San Diego. And I think that's kind of bad news for rising, especially since they play them in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. I think the other thing that really stood out to me as well, 
I, I was talking earlier about the fact that Rising don't have to be great. They just have to be marginally better than other teams that are poor. Let's talk about one of those teams and let's talk about the absolute hammering they took this weekend. Tampa Bay Rowdy 6, Las Vegas Lights 1. Now, it might feel a bit hypocritical to talk about this. Rising, of course, lost 5-1 to Tampa Bay mm-hmm. earlier this season. But just the nature of this game. Vegas had 29% possession. They had three shots all game to Tampa Bay's 24. Now, yeah, it's maybe better than the rising managed muster on that. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, like, maybe we should have talked too much, yeah. <laughs> right, but the thing is, it also comes as there have been changes to this Vegas team, as Danny Trejo is, has seen himself snatched up uh, and signed a first-team deal, actually, mm-hmm. with LAFC. I feel as though this Vegas team is in free fall at the moment, and that is partly why... I am confident that Rising have a chance in this because I do not see Vegas making the playoffs. The question in my mind is who makes it then outside of that. I don't think it's going to be Oakland. It could be LA Galaxy 2. It could be Phoenix Rising. I actually think it's also potential that it's Monterey Bay, partly because of just the number of games that they have left to play as well. Mm -hmm. But... I don't see Vegas making the playoffs, not the way they're playing at the moment. They're not just losing, they're getting hammered. Yeah, I think the Danny Trejo, you know, first team contract that he got with LAFC kind of, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to get any more playing time with Las Vegas Lights. We've seen times where, you know, players will get a first team contract and then still drop down for maybe a game or two. But at this point, I I don't see it, Uh, you know, LAFC has gone through a lot of changes with their wingers. They've sold one to Club America. So I know they're looking to bring someone in. I think Danny Trejo is that guy that's perfect for at least this season to come off the bench for LAFC. And so I don't see him returning to Las Vegas. So a Las Vegas lights team without Danny Trejo and Cal Jennings, that combination that was so lethal, at least earlier in the season, it's going to you know create some difficulties for Las Vegas. And now they're reduced to playing with basically basically LAFC Academy kids. You have people like uh, Christian Torres, who's also in a first-team contract, but he doesn't get any playing time with LAFC. A lot of Mexican internationals. So, yeah, they're, they're not the team that's with experience. They're, they're really young. So I'm not sure if they're going to be con- able to, like you're saying, like they're basically in a free fall. They're not going to be able to bounce back from this. And I think that just opens a door for, for rising. That's the thing. I think I feel as though El Paso are going to pick things up from here. I feel as though El Paso are probably to me safe in sixth. They may even leapfrog into fifth. To mm-hmm. me, the spot that's up for grabs is Las Vegas Lights' spot in number seven. Because I don't think yeah. Vegas are going to hang on to it again. It's coming down to Galaxy Two, Phoenix Rising, or Monterey Bay. In my mind, it's going to mm-hmm. be one of those three teams that managed to get it done. Now, RGV points-wise are probably also in there. My only issue with RGV is they've got too many tough games in terms of Memphis away, yeah. Louisville home. Those are just not games they're going to win. They've got to play El Paso tomorrow. That's yeah. not going to be easy. So, yeah. and El Paso's been playing really uh, yeah. well as well. So uh, I think Monterey would be kind of like the dark horse in here because they have two games in hand uh, on everybody else. They've only played 26 times this year. So they got a couple of, you know, a little bit of, a bit of breathing room, but they can make up a lot of points as well uh, when it comes to that. So we'll see. We'll see how they, they play. Um, one other match that I was kind of uh, keeping an eye out was the Louisville-Sacramento. I was just curious to see how Sacramento was going to line up. They uh, they fell to Louisville 3-1. to one. Uh, they it, basically what what uh what I expected to happen happened, which was they didn't <laughs> kind of really throw out any other starters or 
holding uh, holding them off for Wednesday uh, for tomorrow. So yeah, not, not too surprised with that result, but you know uh, that kind of helps out a little bit as well. Uh, any other results here, Owen, that kind of piqued your interest? I feel, I I feel the, the rest of nah, but that's somewhat expected, isn't it? I mean. Yeah. Again, San Antonio are top of the table for a reason. They've got a decent team there. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel as though most of these other games weren't necessarily a shock or there was a good amount in terms of just the East doing well. Um, I, I don't know. It's yeah. To me, it's there were no other real huge surprises. I mean, maybe a little bit of surprise that Orange County hung in there with Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up drawing one all. Of course, for them, a big disappointment because they conceded late. They could have won that game. Uh, Jeremy Kelly, of course, a former rising player there, uh, did ultimately get the equalizer for Memphis in the 85th minute. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Harry's, uh, you're getting him upset. He says, decent, really? I mean, Rising did beat them twice. Uh, (laughs) That's true. That's true. Rising beat them by a combined score of five goals per nil over two (laughs) games. So if Phoenix Rising can do that, you've really got to question what on earth is going wrong with San Antonio. They're going to lose by that kind of a score. Come on, man. Don't do yeah. this. I tell uh, you what, though, should we should we take Scott's uh, Scott's question here about what yeah, do you think is the immediate do. fix to the lack of concern efforts on the field? I there's ugh, no immediate it's tough. Okay, that's a, that's a good answer. I I think that's probably the right answer. I don't think there's an immediate fix until the boys themselves can pick that up. Um, and it's hard. I, I don't think that mm-hmm. it's something that will just come like flicking a switch. It, it's actually the kind of thing that comes sometimes through. And maybe we'll see some more of this actually this weekend because they always talk about how sometimes adversity can pick you up as long as it's maybe good adversity. You don't want to be lo- losing. I feel like yeah. they've just gotten used to. They don't view that as adversity. The heads just drop. Um, that's something different, but going mm. into this game and knowing that they're going to struggle with defensive issues, that the coach is unable to coach this weekend, that there are other things in terms of just, yeah, I mean, they're coming in front of the home crowd as well, which look, it didn't necessarily work under, under Rick. I feel as though there was a, a lot of negativity though, in general in the crowd. Yes, they were cheering the boys on, but it's, mm. you could, you could tell. Uh, the, the energy isn't positive in there. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. There's always this weird little flick of a switch that can just, I mean, if you want the immediate fix to the, the issues that they've had in terms of, uh, you know, concern effort, there's a very simple answer. Let's go out and hire a sports psychologist, please. Um, no, seriously. Like, I mean, that might help these boys. It, it would I don't know if they got lot. the money set aside for that, but uh, yeah. It would it would help out to explain what's been going on, you know. But uh, you know, just to answer the question, I don't think there's any immediate fix. Uh, this is I think there's only so much that tactically a, a coach can do from the sidelines. I think the work actually comes throughout the week and kind of motivating those guys. You know, you 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 always hear like, hey, you know, that coach, I I was willing to run through a wall for him, you know, we all were or whatever. So it's it's creating that environment throughout the week and having it show up on on Saturdays and Wednesdays or wherever whenever they play but you know my main point is that it just doesn't happen overnight this is something that you know there was 
definitely some issues throughout the year in regards to the culture and, and what was going on in the locker room. And that's not going to change w- within a few weeks. It's going to take time. So I don't think there's any immediate fix. And I mean, I wish there were, but, <laughs> but uh, I don't think so. Yeah. And should we take a look then at the games that are coming up tomorrow? Cause we've been speaking yeah, about Wednesday. the games from last weekend. There's a couple yeah, of games, games, just USL games at least now. Um, Atlanta against Memphis. Eh, that's not interesting. Memphis is going to yeah. steamroll them. You just thought, Tulsa hosting Louisville. I think Louisville should win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, El Paso RGV, this is a big one. Big one yeah. in Rising's kind of situation they find themselves in. I feel as though an El Paso win, to me, mm-hmm. given El Paso how they've been playing lately, is the most likely outcome. Um, I, I'd be I, I'd be relatively content from a Rising perspective to see El Paso win that game. Mm-hmm. Just because you want to take people like RGV out of the race, you really want to ask them. It's all that focus, as I said earlier, on that seventh spot, and yeah. then Monterey Bay against Orange County. So, ugh, maybe a draw, split the points. Yeah. Even Orange County I mean, winning, I Orange County feel like they're about. mostly out of it. So yeah, I tend to agree. You want to kind of take Monterey Bay out of the ra- running now, really, yeah, because they're that team that'll sneak up on you in my mind. LA Galaxy Two, everyone knows who they are. It's Monterey Bay who'll sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah. So those two, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes the East is kind of boring to watch at this point now because you kind of have the field set when it comes to the playoffs, at least you know from the seventh and eighth spot in the East. But when it comes to the the West, it's a lot of intriguing matchups you know each week because you don't know what's going to happen with the with these teams and so uh yeah el paso rgv el paso if they can pull away do rising a huge favor in monterey bay if they win that's when i think rising should have a little bit of concern because yeah if they start you know picking up those points with still some games in hand it's going to make it pretty tough for rising yeah a lot of people question does the east really exist <laughs> maybe a, this comes up every teams. time is the east real is it there? I don't know. I've never Everyone seen knows that. the Western Conference is the best conference, at least regular season-wise in, in USL. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll of course, the East I mean, the does Louisville's tend to win a lot. lot of the finals. They're yeah, very they good get... team. Louisville have made the conference final every year of their existence, which is just a exactly. next level. Yeah, yeah, insane, insane run by, by Louisville. Uh, to answer Scott's question, is making the playoffs going to fix anything? Is that going to make players try? Uh, even if they make it, I'm not sure they get past the first round. So I don't think that's really going to fix a lot mm. of the issues. It's more just, I think, a sense that there's been a start to a turnaround mm-hmm. yeah, than anything else. Um, you you want to see it? Ooh. ooh. You know what? That Monterey Bay, We sh- should we just give the, uh, do you want to hear the line on this? Monterey yeah, Bay against Orange County. There's Monterey yep. Bay plus 130, Orange County at plus 155, and a draw at plus 270. That's not bad. I think I saw that 250 earlier, but I, I want Orange County to take this one. Help help rising out a little bit. So um, but yeah, I, I would take uh, Orange County. I mean Orange County at plus 155. I mean, that's that's tempting. That's, money, that's not a bad that's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I mean, shall we talk about DraftKings if, if we're already talking about it? Might as well. Uh, we're talking about the odds. Well. Talking about the odds. But yeah, DraftKings, if you guys haven't downloaded the app, you got to do so this week. And not only, or this week, I mean, not only because of the USL games that are taking place uh, tomorrow, but also this weekend. So 
Uh, the NFL action actually starts on Thursday. But if you guys want to get in on the action, start making a little bit of money. You guys can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you guys can get a uh, get hooked up by DraftKings. Uh, and if you're new customers, you guys can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And also as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. So it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, and bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Look at that promotion. DraftKings is hooking you guys up, even if your team loses. So that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You guys can bet on usl tomorrow and also this weekend with the nfl action returning and you get this huge promotion so if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses check that out but you know what the real money maker is oh tomorrow the champions the league US open cup do we want to talk about <laughs> i'm going to give you the odds do you want to give me a guess what are the odds for sacramento republic to win in normal time by the way in normal time uh plus 500 plus 550 you were pretty cool that was close that was close <laughs> yeah so yeah the open cup final it's orlando city of mls taking on usl sacramento republic mm-hmm. can they be the first team since the 90s to win the cup from outside of the top flight they're already the first team since 2008 yeah. to make it to the final from outside of the top flight. But can they lift the trophy? Ramon, what are you thinking here? Uh, as far as who's winning, um, I, I think it's going to be Orlando, man. It's pretty tough. You know, I love the Cinderella run that Sacramento's been on. Like you're saying, the the first team to, if they're able to get the victory, they'll be the first win since uh, the Roche- Rochester Raging Rhinos um, since ni- of 1999 uh, to, to win the, uh, to be a lower division team and, and win the U.S. Open Cup. So I think that would be insane, but I think there's just too many odds against them. So they're playing away from home. You know, uh, Orlando got the the weekend off, you know, thanks to, to MLS hooking them up. And so they're going to come in, you know, pretty pretty well, you know, rested. And so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Sacramento. But, hey, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Sacramento. Imagine being a first division team hosting a cup final against a lower division team. And being scared, scared enough you have to call off your game the weekend prior. God, now just imagine playing? being that scared. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's pathetic. You're taking that's it seriously. Don't you want that? That's not taking it seriously. That's it's, panicking. Yeah, they, they want playing to a run. lower division team, for God's it's, it's sake. MLS are afraid of getting egg on their face because their league isn't as good as they like to imagine that it I is. I need Reese to explain Quite what he's saying in the comments because he's, he's, he just keeps saying uh, that Orlando's spying on Sacramento. I haven't yeah, heard Reece, about Tell it. us who, who is tweeting this. Where, I where you mentioned it earlier. He did. I know you got a hat earlier. I remember that. Where are the sources? Let us know. Let us know about this. But yeah, it'll be tough. But you know, I think Sacramento can do. I think they like this underdog spot, though. They like the fact that they, hey, you have no chance. You, you know, they beat LA Galaxy. They they beat San Jose. They beat Sporting Kansas City. So I think they'd like to be in that position. And uh, actually, I was listening to uh, uh, the Max Bretos. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Taylor Twellman 
uh-huh. tweeted today that U.S. soccer is aware that an Orlando City first team employee was spying on Sacramento Republic training yesterday and refused to leave for 30 to 45 minutes after multiple attempts. God, wow, how pathetic no. do you have to be as a first tier team? You know what? Just just, just give them the cup. Give it to Sacramento. Thanks, you clearly can't be bothered to show up. Yeah, I know. People are making fun of this. It's great. Um, wow. Just, just. Just give it to Sacramento. Clearly, they're terrified, Orlando City. I, mean, I have video on, on Sacramento they can look at. Like it's... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's almost like they've been playing for the entire season with all of their games on ESPN Plus, both in the Cup and in the league. Hey, to be I fair, mean, the ESPN Plus, you know, did go up in price. So Orlando probably didn't want to spend the five extra bucks. So, you know, try to, try to look at it from their side. <laughs> God, I, I just, yes. I, I genuinely find that intriguing. Mm-hmm. That, that I think uh, it's adding a little bit to the fire. You know, tomorrow people are gonna come fired up. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, just to add to what I was saying earlier. So on the Max Bretos podcast, uh, he got to interview the president and GM of Sacramento Republic, Todd uh, Dunivant, and uh, great interview. He talks about how you know he dealt with uh, Sacramento Republic during the. Uh, COVID it and how he kind of built this team. You know, there were some uh, issues when it came to their investors and moving up to MLS. So Sacramento uh, Republic kind of had some ties to MLS in that part, but it's a really good podcast if you guys haven't listened to it. Um, and you guys can find out a little bit more about how they built this team that went on this Cinderella run. But she'll be fun tomorrow. You know, it's the first team since 2008, uh, lower division team to make it to uh, to the U.S. Open Cup. So it still hurts that they beat Rising. So... Not gonna sugarcoat. Yeah, but, but... you lo- you lose to the winners. There's at least a positive in that. However, I will say this: there is mm-hmm. one part here whereby I perhaps don't want Sacramento to win. That Why reason being mm-hmm. that it really makes things difficult in an off season, just from a attract an attractiveness perspective in terms mm. of recruitment you have to yeah. bear in mind that if you ever then have a player that's coming up and they could go to sacramento or they could go to phoenix if sacramento win the cup and they are in the Concacaf champions league that's a real draw for players the opportunity especially if you are a good usl player but someone who's never realistically going to make waves at at the next level getting Mm -hmm. the opportunity to represent a team on the continental stage is is big it's a big experience and i'm sure that individual players would find that attractive to go there yeah uh i and also you know to your point you know this is this could be a chance for certain players to you know kind of a little bit of scouting going on for other teams you know so this this could be kind of like a trampoline kind of put you out there in the worldview, because, you know, you, you're facing teams from Mexico, you know, obviously the U.S., Canada, you got some Central American teams. So, you know, there's there's going to be some scouts taking a look at those games. So it's going to be interesting, but I could definitely see that point of view as well. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I still want Sacramento to win regardless of, of that situation, because I think it would just kind of legitimize a little bit more the, the league and what USL is doing, because I, I feel like this year we've seen it more, you know, they called it like cup sets we've seen a lot of more a lot more of those this year than than ever before i i feel i think it's just a point and and look this comments here i see see bj is saying if sacramento wins there'll be changes to make the open cup more friendly to mls actually what's interesting here is that it the open cup committee mls does not have a majority on that committee actually there's a pretty good representation as well from the grassroots on the open cup committee i believe they have even one or two members on there uh from usasa so 
I don't know. I don't think it's as easy. And look, Don Garber has made his smarmy remarks in the past about, well, we're going to have to change the Open Cup because of how it can, how it could impact, uh, what is it, the League's Cup, which is just some League's Cup. The one we joke. really care about. No, we really don't. That's the point. No one could care less about League's Cup. Um, but at the at the end of the day, he can't unilaterally do that. More importantly, and this is the interesting part, he can't even threaten to pull his teams out because playing in the Open Cup is a requirement for Division One sanctioning in the US. They lose that. They will lose if they pull out. They could lose their Division One sanctioning. Now that would be funny. I, I mean, I'll be honest, that would be funny because it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I'd, I'd I love think... it. Come on, let's do it. Do it. Let's. I want to see Soccer Wars take its new turn here, which is right. MLS against the US Soccer Federation, when oh, MLS realises it can also then no longer play games against certain uh, foreign entities as well if they cease to be affiliated. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen, um, but I, I'd love to see it happen. Just BJ here with we a love good the point. Carnage. Yeah, look at you. You just want to see the world burn. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. BJ says if Sacramento loses, they can still make the Champions League if Orlando qualifies another way. I don't now, believe they can. Going... Not this season. No. Next season it's that comes it, right? into effect. This season, the spot will revert to MLS. See, it's all, it's all geared towards them. So, yeah. um, all right. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see tomorrow. Uh, Sacramento against Orlando City should be a fun watch. So let us know. Let us know what you feel in the comments. Uh, what's your prediction? Let us know. Um, oh, and let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at Four Peaks. Uh, you know, I've been kind of itching for a beer lately, so I might might have to go down to uh, Fries or something and get some Four Peaks. But if you guys um, want to check out the what's going on this weekend with Four Peaks, you guys can join the ASU boys this Saturday at Four Peaks at the 8th Street location at 3.30. They're going to be having an ASU watch party as the Sun Devils take on Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. So that's going to be a good matchup. Oklahoma, I think they're ranked. So it's going to be a really good test for the Sun Devils. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, September 10th at 3.30 p.m. It's a free entry, so you don't have to pay anything. And there's going to be food and drink specials uh, once you're there. So it's going to be a fun time. The ASU boys always uh, kill it during their show. So you guys can meet them, hang out, get some good food, get some good beer, and even better vibes. So it's going to be a fun time there. And uh, you guys can get, go, go for it. Don't forget on that one as well. If you do want to go to that, remember that Phoenix Rising's pub to pitch service does, I believe, serve Four Peaks. So you there could you go. go to Four Peaks. Then attend that watch party, and then hop on the bus from there down to the Rising game that night. The bus is mm-hmm. free. So, uh, you know, and he, yeah, you're like a concierge service over here. Go yeah. get, you know, have some fun. Just at pick the- your whole Saturday, you know. Afterwards, you know, I got a place in Mill. You know, I'm just kidding. No, that's it. That's all we're doing. Just the just the Rising game. But, yeah, go check them out, and then maybe you can go to the, the Rising Oakland game. It's going to be a fun time. And then just remember, guys, you guys can sign up uh, for this event in the show notes. Uh, there's a link there. You guys can sign up for free. And remember, you must be 21 years or older. And make sure to enjoy responsibly if you're uh, partaking in four peaks. Um, yeah, always a good time there. And then also we do. <laughs> I'm laughing at John's comment here. It says, uh, darn, this podcast made me a gambling alcoholic stoner. <laughs> I think um, rising season made you that. We just helped facilitate it. That's not us. It's just, yeah. Uh, we do want to shout out to uh, also another shout out to our uh, sponsors, more furniture that helped us out with our office. Owen got 
to go down there. I haven't gone to the new studio yet, but he said it's amazing. So shout out to More Furniture. New studio, new furniture, the whole nine yards. They really hooked it up for us. So thank you so much, More Furniture. And you guys can help us out by helping them out and going to morefurniture.com, M-O-R furniture.com, checking out their selections there online. And like Owen said, it looked amazing. So imagine what your home could could look like with all the stuff that they got on their website. So, uh, Owen, you want to tell us about the studio a little bit? What's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, it's it's looking very nice. It's coming along. Um, nice. There was a distinct lack of Four Peaks beer in there, which I had to have a conversation with uh, Max, our uh, ad sales guy, about, and uh, he's he's resolving that problem. Okay, good. Uh, I'm not sure but, uh, what besides that, it's it's a lot bigger than our old place. It's it's looking good. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, I want to get down there and check out the, the the new spot. So hopefully, hopefully, really soon I'll be down there. Um, and then uh, before we wrap up, we also got a brand new sponsor, guys, and that is Game Time, the Game Time app. Uh, you guys, if you guys haven't yet, you need to check it out because last Thursday when ASU was facing NAU, the tickets were going pretty cheap, and the reason uh, they were was because they were on the Game Time app. So if you guys want to check them out, they're the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best dates on. Uh, deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and show, not just sporting events. So if you guys want to go out for an event, some concerts, all that good stuff, you guys can use the Game Time app to get some really good deals on it. And you guys can also save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there, kind of like me. I'll wait till the last minute. And if you love uh, if you love PHNX, you'll, you'll also love Game Time. And this is the best, best way to support us if uh, the best way to support us is by buying tickets through the game time app and we have the link for you on the description so if you guys can click on that link buy those tickets you help us out here and that way owen can be happy he can get his four peaks his all that good stuff his ogs and you can get that huge smile on his face like he has right now so i feel yeah, like so i'm going owen, for the four peaks we'll send the four peaks to me you can have the ogs ramon we'll uh and, do, and then i get my tickets on game time so up to exactly. 60, time up, so it's always a fun time and again you guys can support us by clicking on the link in the description downloading the app purchasing tickets you guys help us out here at phnx all right owen um man this is this has been a fun, a fun show it's gone quick it's already what like 50 minutes it has gone quick yeah we've been on for 50 minutes now this has gone we very even talk about man you i always picked the wrong yeah side. what on earth you wearing that for why look at this look at this please explain please explain what are you wearing you saw the game on Sunday. We beat the uh, only undefeated team in the Premier League. So four wins in a row, not a big deal. You know, just got to wear it. Oh, fantastic. Now, remember, of course, just hopping back to DraftKings, that if you want to bet $100 on Man United to win the Premier League, based on the current odds available on the DraftKings Sportsbook Act, for that $100, you can lose $100. That's not true. That's not true. We're going to at least top true, at least top four. Look at well, top Eagles. four you might make, but you're not winning the league, are you? No. Have you seen Man City? They're insane. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was Thank a fun you. Time. So I'm correct then. You bet $100 on Man United to win the good. league. You can lose $100. <laughs> yeah, I saw Michael down there. Uh, we went to see it at the, uh, what's it called? The Georgian Dragon Bar. So really nice. They, uh, they, they said that they're going to open it as well for the World Cup. So all those early cup games, uh, it's going to be a fun time over there at the Georgian Dragon. So if you live downtown Phoenix, Go check it out. All right, Owen, that's it for me. We will be back on Thursday for a preview of the Oakland game against Rising. Huge game this on Saturday, so we're going to definitely talk about that. So, you know, give you what uh, some updates on the team, what happened on Wednesday with the U.S. Open Cup. So another fun episode waiting for you on Thursday. Anything else, sir? Phil, that's about it. We just got to just gotta wait and see now. Can they 
keep our very, very faint hope alive. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. 19%. Thank you, 538. Uh, Bonnie says, uh, we're going to wait until Thursday to throw out some predictions for the Phoenix Rising match. Yes, we're going to wait until then. And uh, I'm going to be positive with my prediction. So I, I, that's at least one thing I can tell you right now, Bonnie. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, y'all. Uh, we will see you on Thursday. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care.